What is up? Welcome back. This is Side Piece Season, and I'm your host, Dinero. This is the number one relationship side piece. Get your shit together podcast on the planet. And this week, episode number 37, The Punch You Didn't See. I'm going to be talking to you about some things that happen in the side piece game that you don't know about, that you don't think about, and that nobody ever talks about. So without any further delay, let's get into it. The Punch You Don't See. We are in her bed. More exactly, we're in their bed. And I'm having a rather spectacular time, I gotta tell you. Um, I'm strapped in all the ways you can be strapped. So I'm wearing a condom. And over there, next to my pants, attached to my belt, is my sidearm. I'm prepared for anything and everything that could happen. At least that's what I told myself. But in reality, I'm not prepared for shit because all of a sudden, the door opens. And the only thing that could have made that scarier would have been if the door was kicked open rather than just opened. Regardless, my heart rate has skyrocketed. I'm fucking terrified. Fight or flight has kicked in. I kind of glance over at my gun. And then something, things took a turn that made it even shittier than what I was fearing. Standing there is not her man, which I wasn't sure if they were married or dating. It's her son. And I'm trash at guessing ages, but I'm thinking he was five or six and clearly had just woken up from a nightmare and came to get some comfort, to get consoled. Um, I can tell that little man is scared and confused. And I don't know, half a beat goes by and he asks, Daddy, are you home? Which really fucked me up. Um, there's a boxing adage. It's the punch that you don't see that knocks you out. And this took me out for sure. Just like that, I'm 100% out of it. My night is over. As soon as he gets back in the bed, I'm fucking out of here. I'm leaving. Now, she protested gently, like, what are you doing? We're not done. This, that, and the other there. I'm done. I'm thoroughly not in the mood, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Now, right now, Some of you are applauding my actions and thinking that I learned a lesson and I took the high road from there. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to disappoint you. That is not what happened. The only lesson that I really walked away with and the only thing that I ever took away from that, uh, that particular moment was next time, lock the fucking door. Um, but it did start the wheels turning. Now back to that boxing thing. With that boxing angle in mind, I understand the sentiment, right, about the punch that you didn't see because you can't prepare for that. But the truth of the matter is plenty of punches that are seen knock people out Um, for whatever reason. They're out of position. They're off balance. uh, They overcommitted to something, and they're in a position that they cannot protect themselves. And at that point, it's it's all they can do is watch. 
they can watch that punch come all the way in and then it's lights out. So you can be out of position in a lot of things. And when you're out here side piecing, you can be caught out of position. You have to be ready for whatever, everything, anything. I can tell you, some of you have probably heard the stories of somebody that had to go to the hospital because they had a heart attack while they were fucking. You could only be prepared for that if you had considered that, if you knew that that was an option and you'd be able to respond accordingly. If you're going to side piece, you've got to consider all the cost, which means you have to know all the cost. And then you have to ask yourself, are you ready to pay? And I can assure you that I was completely not ready. Uh, And nor was I willing to pay. I was prepared for pregnancy and STIs and to some degree stalking. I mean, I had a gun. I had zero intentions of actually using it on anybody ever. But um, I'm 20. It's a macho thing. And I'm cloaked in in vulnerability. I feel like I'm going to live forever, right? Um, But... The reality was, you know, I wasn't even completely able to think properly. I mean, my brain wasn't fully formed, um, and I definitely did not know all the possible costs, specifically, and in this case, the emotional toll, both on me and other people. That shit never came up in my circle of friends. My circle was basically, we had established two rules regarding side piecing rule one don't catch feelings plain and simple and some of the guys had ways that they had devised that this would you could do this um rule two don't take them back to your place this helps with stalking um and you and your keeping your game tight i suppose and a few of the guys had a third rule and they were ghost after three hookups that's it three times then they're and they're done they're never going to see you again they're not going to talk to you Um, I followed the first two rules and it wasn't until later in life that rule three would ever rear its head and, and make me realize the value of it. Anyway, back then I was a clown and my friends were clowns. It was all about booming systems, cars, and girls. Nobody ever had serious conversations in that group. Talking about feelings Definitely like feelings of shame that I had from this little kid walking in on us. This is strictly a no-go. So I was left to manage that on my own with no mentorship, no one to really talk to, no one to turn to, just flying solo. And it's not the best, but it works if you work it. So my peers... We're all active duty and in our early 20s. I think the oldest one of us might have been 23. This is about as much of a testosterone-fueled ignorance as you can get into one room. None of us ever expressed our inner thoughts. and um, It's just it's too vulnerable, showing too much weakness. We don't do that ever. Some of these guys were really on some pimp shit. Like they really were like G's up, hoes down, bros before hoes, all that stupid shit. Well, all that shit. Let's just say that. But mostly, we just pretended like we didn't have feelings. 
we kind of stifled them down and repressed them because we weren't supposed to have feelings. We're supposed to be macho. In that atmosphere, there was no way in hell that I would admit to being emotionally impacted by, of all things, a little boy walking in while I'm smashing it. But the wheels kept turning. I was processing that. Um, I would never bring any of that up to my friends. And I didn't really have anyone else in my life to talk to that, to talk to about that. Um, I ended up having sex with old girl a few more times. But, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Like, I really didn't want to bump into the kid at all. I was still privately ashamed and ultimately just not feeling it. The situation affected me. Um, had me thinking things, wondering things, and feeling things. All aspects of my personal self that I was not comfortable with. Uh, so I came up with a fix, in air quotes. The fix was lock the door. And stop messing around with women that have children. Um, not really a fix, but you know, it, it was an attempt to address the situation. Um, I'm not going to hit you guys with any of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But had I had some mentorship, had I had somebody that I could turn to, a wise person that had seen some things and been through some things and could give me some advice... I could have at least vented my feelings and perhaps been pointed in a more positive direction. But I didn't have that. So right now, right here, while you're here and I have your attention, I'm going to go over all the factors that you should consider prior to getting into a side piece situation. The basics are the most obvious. You've got STIs, pregnancies, getting caught, and violence. The big four. Everybody's thought about them. Everybody's heard about them. It makes sense. Pretty straightforward. But even then, I'll bet that you don't take all of them seriously. You don't. Because you all would think, it's not going to happen to me. If you don't think, I'm not going to get caught. Unless you're using the side piece as a way to break up with somebody. You wouldn't do it, right? Everybody thinks that they're not going to get caught. The prison is filled with men and women that thought they weren't going to get caught. So the first two on the list, STIs and pregnancies. Generally, you can manage those with condoms. It's not 100% protection, but it's good. Um, except y'all ain't out there using condoms and dental dams for oral. I'm medical. I've been in the hospital for 25 years. I still have never seen a dental dam. I couldn't point one out in a crowd. Additionally, when you're all hot and bothered from oral sex, the chances of you actually breaking out that condom drop precipitously. And then don't get started with the people that insist on going raw because raw is the best. It's the gold standard. And they say that they can't feel anything when there's condoms. I understand. So now the thing that you were prepared for turns into a punch you didn't see coming. Cue the Usher Confessions and Confessions Part 2 and listen to that song and play them loud. Now, getting caught is one thing. But who catches you is also very important. 
what you have to lose. What's your status? If you're the president and you get caught, that's a big problem. Regardless of who you are, when you get caught, it's going to be your reputation on the line. It's going to take a hit. And I don't think there's any way to mitigate that, right? Now, I told you my story. I wound up hurting somebody I never even thought about. A non-combatant, to put it in military terms. Um, that little boy has, at the very least, questions that he probably will never have answered. When he walked in, when he saw me, I may have not had any impact on him whatsoever. He might have repressed that or just forgotten about it or not even worried about it. Or it could fuck him up for life. I don't know. Um, I didn't see that punch coming. Another one that I didn't see is the effect of not getting caught. Religion aside, creeping around can cause you a tremendous amount of internal amount of internal strife. Your main piece, you're with them for a reason. You connected, you bonded, some kind of way you're attracted to them. And that's the person that you would confide in, right? You would tell them all the things that you can't tell anybody else or that you won't tell anybody else, or at least that's the fantasy. Um, now you have something that's killing you to not tell anybody else about. And the one person that you would feel the most comfortable telling is the one person that you definitely can't tell. And that secrecy can become toxic and corrosive to your spirit. Next up, can you fall in love with more than one person at a time? The answer is yes. And if that were you and you were in that situation and that predicament, that's going to kind of rip you apart internally. The constant pull between two lovers is going to be torturous. And, you know, it's going to lead to a lot of turmoil. It's going to lead to things getting out of control internally. It's going to ramp up depression if you've got depression and or self-loathing. Because now you're letting down two people, not just one. It's a whole entire mind fuck. Another punch comes in the form of violence and you know the obvious ways that this plays out. It's always in the news. Never goes more than a couple weeks without some sort of domestic violence or some sort of murder that occurs because of a love triangle. The hidden thing though, the hidden, the thing that you didn't see coming was what about the violence that's only directed at your playmate? Now they're being beaten and verbally abused as a result of being caught or just confessing to the relationship that they had with you. You'd have to be a pretty callous bastard to know or to watch someone slowly being destroyed without finding it scarring personally. And the final shot that you wouldn't see coming, circling back to falling in love. What if you fall in love with that person? What if all you can do is think about her and you're ready to throw it, your entire life away to lock it down with her? What about that? 
how does that play out? What if it's one-sided? There's all kinds of permutations that could come out of this. Now, just a quick note for all of my polyamorous listeners out there. This is not really pertaining to you. So before you flood me with messages about how, of course you can love two people and it can work and it's beautiful. and That's not this situation. Because this is a side piece. What you have going in your thruple, you all met each other, you all like each other, you all agreed to it, and it's moving forward. That's not this. So, I don't know what to tell you about what you're doing. I have no thoughts, really. I think if it works for you, it's beautiful. But the one thing that definitely delineates what I'm talking about is from what you're talking about is everybody is aware of everybody else and exactly what's happening within the relationship. That is it. That's all I got for you. I'm hitting you with a little information of the things that you don't think about that pertain to side piecing. I'm not coming across as a holier than thou. I'm not saying don't do it in spite of all this, but do it with your eyes wide open. Understand what's at stake. Make good decisions, the best decisions for you. That's it. That's all I got for you. Questions, comments, discussions, hit me up at sidepiece underscore season on Instagram. Flood the DMs. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. And uh, that's it. Put a little don't stop and you get it. Get it. I am out of here for this Monday, what, the 24th? January. You guys have a great day. Make it an awesome week and I'll see you back here. Peace.